This week's sponsor for the open-ended podcast is Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. Again, that is Basecamp, this week's sponsor of the open-ended podcast. This is Open-Ended Podcast. I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. How's it going, Cher? Good. How are you, James? Doing all right. Kind of good to be back after the holiday season, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm I'm slightly jet-lagged, but not really. Like, I mean, I, I think I finally caught up to the West Coast time the, the last day I was there, which is really unfortunate because I was coming back to Chicago. But it sucks because I had to stay up the whole night because I was flying out of Las Vegas at, like... 11 p.m. and then taking the right eye to Chicago. So, yeah, I got into Chicago like at 4 a.m. I was really disoriented. Where <laughs> am I right now? Yeah, it was cool. How about you, James? How was your holiday? Um, my holiday was all right. You know, it was just like typical, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think something else is more important, and I think I know where other people should go. Where? Where should they go? Um, <laughs> share. You have to go to openended.fm slash donate. Oh, yeah. We should, go <laughs> we should do that. That way, we can make sure to keep doing awesome things here, such as paying our guests, make sure that we can continue doing this thing, mm-hmm. and make sure we do awesome things like pay rent and have groceries. Groceries are nice. I like to eat constantly. Yeah. So. I have a cheese budget. I really need that cheese budget to happen. <laughs> I just created <laughs> I, I just created a bunch of cheese because I decided I'm making a second Thanksgiving for myself and a couple of friends, and I created like a pound of cheese. So yeah, so if you want to help share or create a pound of cheese, mm-hmm. you should go to openended.fm/slash/donate. That, that way, you can start off at one dollar a month or at any denomination you like. Yeah, cheese does not grate itself. <laughs> so we are super thrilled to be sitting across from. The oh my one god, so <laughs> Internet's famous. Oh. <laughs> Jen and Trin of Friendshipping. How are y'all? Doing great. Thanks for having us. How are you? <laughs> we're doing all right, you know. Better now. Yeah, we're de- a lot better. Like, we are chomping on some really good chocolate that was brought in. It's Thank like, you, Trin. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> chocolate yeah, fairy. It, it's like, what is it? It's like coconut... What, what was all up in this? Uh, so I uh, I don't do dairy, so I looked for some vegan chocolate, and I got uh, like 70% dark chocolate coconut and 70% dark chocolate uh, toasted almond and salt, which like, we haven't opened the toasted almond and salt because it's the deadly one. Ooh. Salt in chocolate is so good. It's so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> just, just it eat, never ends. You just eat salt and chocolate just like raw. Just like on their own, just I like one can. hand chocolate. That's an interesting salt. idea. I've put s- sprinkled like sea salt on chocolate chip cookies before as they were baking, and that's really Ooh. good. I think cookies are meant to be a little bit salty. Is yeah. this a chocolate podcast? It is. <laughs> I love it. it. <laughs> well, is obviously, now. it's yeah. chocolate <laughs> podcast. I mean, have you seen Sharon I? <laughs> no, right. I walked right into that one. I absolutely set you up for that. (laughs) Perfectly. Damn it. Why do we name this open-ended? I know. The chocolate bucket. The chocolate cast. (laughs) Chocolate (laughs) cast. French vanilla share. Hi. And dark chocolate James. Oh, my God. How's it going? 
shits. <laughs> White <laughs> chocolate share. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this is not the chocolate cast. Unfortunately. And chocolate it is cast. open-ended. <laughs> so we always like to know with all of our guests, are, um, how do y'all both fill your time? Uh, so professionally, I'm Jen, by the way. I don't know if you can tell our voices apart yet. <laughs> it might good. take a little bit of time. Uh, professionally, I work as the community manager for Cards Against Humanity. So that means I help organize play tests and I handle our social media and blogging and basically internet presence. I handle a lot of our communication, like our inbox. Uh, I do a little bit of everything. I can't really pick one thing that I do every single day, which is nice, actually. I like the variety. Um, And in my spare time, I co-host a podcast myself with Trin. We have a podcast called Friendshipping that is all about making friends and keeping friends as adults and mental health, too. I'm Trin, and I'm plus one to everything that Jen said almost, except I am the uh, director of events at Cards Against Humanity. So um, I imagine I, uh, I manage our presence at uh, conventions, and uh, we do smaller events uh, here at the, the office theater. Um, and also, uh, like Jen, I do a little bit of every, everything else as well. Um, and I also co-host <laughs> Friendshipping, uh, and it is the light of my life. It is the joy of my week, and I just get to, to sit in the podcast studio with Jen once a week and uh, talk about things that are really important and, and dear to us, like uh, women and friendships. I, I think what I like so much about your podcast is it's so approachable. Oh, thank you. Like, because um, I was kind of late in the game. I think I listened to it maybe like 15 episodes in and I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is. Two minutes in, like, this is, yep. There was no, there was no like weird, like, threshold I had to pass actually listen to it. It's like, oh, it, it's what it is immediately. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad to hear that because uh, I I don't often jump into new podcasts myself because there's always some kind of barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. And that always shies me away because I'm a little bit afraid of change or like getting obsessed with something new. So I'm really glad to hear that it's easy to jump into. Yeah. And I think and I think honestly, it's because of the, the adorable theme song. Like oh, the, yeah. theme the theme song is, is precious. Yes. I was like, "What have I listened to? And why have I listened to this all my life? <laughs> it's so cute! Like this is like a ukulele. Like, oh, this is so cute!" So yeah, I was like smiling like like a mad woman at my desk when I first listened to it. So. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama, and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. You friendship at the problem. And I would just like leave that job and I would just like turn it on. And just like Aww. the theme song would just always like Oh, warm I'm my so heart. glad. I would I sometimes hum it. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Just like uh, like arbitrary, like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I definitely want to mention that uh the woman who um wrote and performed our theme song is Molly Lewis. Um uh, so Molly twenty three on Twitter. And she's so talented and so kind and so sweet. Uh and we went to her uh asking for a theme song and we gave her very little direction. We were just like, Okay, uh we wanted to be happy, we wanted to be peppy, we wanted to kind of sound like because we used to have a morning show, a, a video morning show uh through cards, uh and she did the theme song for that as well. We like we want that to be consistent. But the one thing we definitely need is we needed the phrase do friendship at the problem inside of the song and uh in retrospect i realize how difficult of an, in- an instruction that actually is yeah <laughs> what rhymes with problem right <laughs> sorry molly <laughs> but she did it she, she did, did it. and yeah. she also put subtweet which yes yeah. which is perfect which i was like yes because yep. that's a true thing so what started you um what made you want to do the podcast and begin to begin with well trin has been talking about friendship in 
an online capacity for a long time. Trin, you should talk about your old YouTube channel. Um, So before I worked at Cards, uh, I filled my time uh, doing short videos on YouTube that are just like friendship advice. So questions that I would get um, on my my Tumblr, uh, and then I would just do a little video. And it was never very serious. It was just something that was like, you know, I care about this. Um, I know that in my lifetime, uh, my friendships have been things that have pulled me through. Uh, And I... I really just started getting into Tumblr and I really appreciated how positive people seem to be to each other. And then I wanted to participate in that. So then when I got um, the new job, the job at Cards, um, that kind of fell by the wayside because um, the job that I had required more of my creativity. And like when you're using that, I think in a professional context, like it's harder to do things like extracurricularly. Sure. And, uh, and one day Jane, uh, one day Jen came to me and she, you were like, we need to talk about, friendship and feminism and women on the internet can yeah. you want to talk a little about yeah yeah so i uh i can't remember exactly what sparked this except that it's a topic that i think about a lot and it's a topic that trin and i talk about a lot anyway so i was on twitter and i like tweeted just thinking out loud like one day i'm gonna write an essay about how important friendship is to me especially my uh female friends and someone maybe it was max might have been max tweeted like do a podcast with trin and i was like oh Duh. That's absolutely <laughs> what we should do. We have a podcast. This is right after we moved to the new office, which has uh, is outfitted with amazing equipment for podcasting that I don't understand how to use, but I want it. We're doing right now. Exactly. Literally. I don't understand how to use it, but I'm really glad it exists because it allowed us allowed us to make a podcast together. So this friendship, how did it start? Because you already had such a great rapport already on the podcast, oh, but the, and it doesn't it doesn't really sound like you know this is like it's kind of like an overnight thing. So yeah, it sounds so natural, which yeah. I feel like lends itself to the podcast. It's like it's like we're sitting in with like two people like at lunch. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so glad yeah. it's intimate, but also like relatable and i think that's right. what it, i that's what makes it such a sweet little podcast i think that a lot of um our friendship actually was an overnight thing <laughs> yeah. do you want to start this no go for it so um i was a volunteer um at conventions for a really long time like nerd conventions and stuff because i had really bad crowd anxiety and mm. i wanted to do um some kind of exposure therapy interesting so, i have that i have that too so that Oh, yeah. And I totally recommend like going at your own pace and like, you know, feeling more comfortable. But for me, what really helped was being in a crowd and having something to do. So um, I was volunteering uh, at C2E2, so uh, the Mm -hmm. Chicago uh, Comics and Entertainment Expo. And uh, Jen and Max, uh, our boss Max, uh, were at the show and uh, like came up to me and we're having a conversation. And Jen noticed a piece of cosplay that I was wearing. And you want to take it? Yeah. I'm already smiling so big. So Trin was wearing on her shoulder a piece of armor that is uh, a character in the video game series Mass Effect, uh, a character wears in that video game series. And I immediately got this big grin in my face and I like caught eyes with her and I gave her a thumbs up because like I think we we were in the middle of like a group conversation, but I could just not let the cool costume go unignored and then we had like we had a full conversation in like very few words and i was like garris and she was like garris and if you're not familiar garris is a character in this video game series that trin and i both love and you can like romance this character and it's like everyone who plays mass effect has like a different person they romance or a different alien as it were yeah (laughs) and we immediately bonded over our love of this same character and then uh as I was walking away, as we, as we were leaving, Max was like, we should hire Trin. And I was like, we sh- have to hire Trin. This is great. <laughs> like, we were, we were looking for an events manager, and Max really wanted to hire Trin, and I had an immediate friend crush. It was like, this is great. Like, um, instant connection. Like, 
I knew it was. Aren't those great when you're yeah. just like they're rare? I just want to be awesome. your friend, yeah. yeah, and get all starry eyed. And it feels the same way as like when you have a crush on like another like a, a romantic person. Like you get butterflies in your stomach, and it's like, oh my god, I know they validate my existence. This is so great. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, and yeah. it's so yeah. And it was a very good seed that I think like grew really well over time because uh, you know being in the in the workplace together um, we've gone through like a lot of the same stresses and a sure. lot of the strain a lot of the same um, like strange situations like just being women who work in games uh, and I genuinely do not think that I could have survived this long in this industry without Jen. Mm. Yep, true. same. Plus one to that. I totally agree. Like Trin is why I'm still in games. <laughs> <laughs> Having that kind of but, alliance, or? yeah, 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 alliance yeah. for sure. That's that's a better word than I was thinking of, actually. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because like I don't have to tell Trin what it's like to be a woman in games. I can, but I don't need to because she already knows. So mm-hmm. it's like we already have this whole background of being in the same industry and dealing with a lot of the same stresses of the internet. So we already have like this really important thing in common, and that lends itself to basically an instant friendship. And uh, our friendship really grew uh, the summer after Trin started working because we went to a convention together called Gen Con, and it's in Indianapolis. And it was our first work trip together, and Aww. it was uh, before any other employees were hired. So Trin and I were doing the job of like 10 people, and it was wild. Like, I look back on this fondly, but it was probably the hardest I've ever worked in my life. Like, we didn't sleep. We barely had time to eat. And we... we now we handle conventions way better because we have more people on staff we're more organized trend runs the show so efficiently but this we were very new and really had no idea what we were getting into so we just like really leaned on each other to like make sure we ate yeah but we were um jen uh and i were very uh open about that so like uh, at gen con we roomed together and like we really spent i mean to say that we spent almost every waking moment together <laughs> and also every sleeping moment together that's not a stretch uh, but at one point um like jen and i were like okay I need an hour alone. I'll talk to you later. I'm going to go be in the hotel room and I'm traveling alone for a while. Mm-hmm. And like having that communication um, is just absolutely the most important thing when you're under that kind of stress. And I think that like that really put our friendship like trial, trial by fire and we grew a lot from there. You guys use audience interaction with your podcast. So like how has that um, like fueled questions or rather how is that um, help with different conversation topics too? Because I like James mentioned with, you know, just personal experience going into conversations, but how other people's experiences with um, friendship, how has that helped? So I, you know, usually when I seek the internet, when I crowdsource information <laughs> from the internet, I do it very cautiously. Sure. But I really didn't have too many, too many reservations about this because as Trin mentioned before, she had a YouTube channel and she also solicited questions and she answered some great questions. So I was like, there's already kind of an audience that wants friendship advice from Trin. So I, I believe in this. Like, I think people really want to talk about this topic and maybe have never gotten the chance to. And we have gotten some really amazing questions. And I think we've over time we've gotten better about answering them. You know, what really bothers me in a podcast is when people solicit questions and they don't actually answer what the person is asking. Mm-hmm. And we try to really pick apart, like literally word by word, what people are seeking from us. Yeah, um, we haven't um, had any problems or anything um, at getting uh, anonymous questions. So we use Ask FM, uh, and the reason that we do that is because um, Tumblr is so big and so wide. I think that um, if you leave on anonymous on Tumblr, like you can get a lot of like 
insanity. Yeah. Like, uh, and I use that that term I'm very loosely, obviously, but uh, it's just uh, if you give somebody an Ask FM, it's like, okay, I am here to ask a question, uh, and uh, I really want people to be able to be anonymous. Um, and I do think that having anonymity on the internet is a dangerous power Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, we try and protect ourselves from you know people being uh, cruel to us on the internet as well Um, but if you give somebody a link that this is for a question then that is usually what they'll do Um, and and I've I've really enjoyed it we've we've had questions that weren't anonymous which kind of like is baffling yeah very surprising to us and very flattering that people feel okay to feel that they can trust us with that information uh, but we've gotten some amazing questions. My favorite questions are the ones that are very, very specific because they're usually kind of humorous. They're like, my friend left this, you know, oh, the dog question. We we got a question we still haven't answered because we kind of got a backlog at this point. But there was a question that we've gotten a couple times that was, uh, my friend's dog is terrible and not well behaved. What do I do about this? And they've asked it a couple times. And I just mm-hmm. love how specific it is because like you're taking something annoying in your life and giving it to us. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I love dogs. <laughs> or my friend borrowed 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also like another conversation we really want to get into is dealing with money and mm. friendship. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. I have made it a personal role not to borrow money from anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, just, it's good you know your policy on this situation. Yeah. And it's because of because of past experiences where I've, you know, I just don't want to be in anyone's debt, honestly. And it's so horribly awkward. And it's just, it's awful. And I, and, and I have so many other anxieties already in my own brain. So, like, involving other people into that, especially when it comes to money, it's just... It's been so difficult for me. I, I think it's really interesting that you uh, mentioned, like, I don't want to be in anybody's debt. Uh, because one of the things that uh, Jen and I say a lot is that adding any kind of obligation into friendship is so complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether it's like doing favors or whether it's like money or, or anything like that, or just feeling ob- obligated to give your time and your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is so difficult to navigate. Um, so our general rule is what you're comfortable with and what your own rules are. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, like, if it's all Offered, then like that that works for you um and and for some people like uh they they need to seek out you know borrowing money things like that and if they're comfortable with that and their friends are comfortable with that um that's okay um but um ultimately it's always up to the people who are in the situation to like make those choices I think. absolutely yeah i think everyone has some kind of at odds relationship with money yes like whether they are okay talking about it or they don't like discussing their salaries, they don't want to talk, go to this expensive restaurant or some people do want to splurge. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Like literally every human being, thanks to capitalism, has some complicated relationship towards borrowing, giving money mm-hmm. or just cash in general. So it's really good to be sensitive about that. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I will, um, be generous like we're like let me be generous like yell at my friends if i want to like <laughs> buy them like buy them a drink or like, mm-hmm. buy them, like let me be generous to you let right, me be nice right. let me have this because i don't ever have money so it's nice when i do have it to like share because that's what i do i share constantly right we're in a capitalistic society money yeah. is uh inextricably linked with power so yeah uh, it's so disgusting but it's that it's true <sighs> so and gross. sometimes when you feel like you're in a situation with money and a, and a friend they have something on you or like that's that's an uncomfortable power struggle. Um, mm. So yeah, no, it's very hard to navigate, and I think it's extremely individual. Yeah, 
especially around this time of year when gifts are happening and Mm -hmm. gift exchanges and secret non-secular Santa and all that. (laughs) (laughs) Non-secular Santa, the best kind. Yeah, we have a, I have one with, with my group of, my group of friends from college and it's, I, I I really enjoy doing it. It's because everyone individually has opted in and we don't, and you can opt out for, we put it, we put a limit on it, like 15 or $20. And even if you don't want, there's no punishment. There's no shaming allowed. If you do not want to do the gift exchange, like it's, it's against the rules. It's against the friendship rules because people can have a million reasons for not wanting to to participate in the gift exchange. It could be, they can't afford it. It could be Mm -hmm. that giving gifts gives them a lot of anxiety. It could be, they don't have time. It doesn't matter. You, you are allowed to opt out of a silly gift exchange at any time. Right. Cause it's a gift. Like, yeah, (laughs) it should be fun. Yeah. A, A gift, literally the definition gift. Yeah. And I think that's what people have to like remember. Like I was watching, this is what I do with my time. I was watching Inside Edition, nice. <laughs> randomly at my grandmother's house this week, and um, they were talking about like how people get in, like crazy debt, like credit card debt over Christmas gifts. And it's like, what are you doing? It's Christmas. Yeah. Like that's not what Christmas it's, is about. Like it's stop. hard. I mean, people people buy into you know they buy into the idea of christmas and gift giving is and i can't blame them considering like every advertisement and commercial and everything telling them to buy 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 or like this is how you have to show your affection to loved ones so i I understand why people feel obligated to do it but i so wish they didn't feel obligated to yeah Mm -hmm. i strongly agree um with what jen said that um people believe that it's the way to show affection uh and like it's so hard because uh people very much put a dollar amount on affection like um i oh i spent twenty dollars on this person um i must spend the same amount of money on like this other person uh and that's that's hard and that's, uh, I, I think, something very difficult to unlearn. Yeah, I I always quote The Office when um, I think about, like, exchanges and how, like, Michael was upset that Phyllis that gave him, a, 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 made him a homemade oven's mitt. Like, oh, you only let me a homemade oven mitt's worth. Like, I got you an iPod. Like, it was, right, like, yeah. that kind of, like, stupidity. And it's, and that's, the fucked up thing is that's a real thing people think. Right. Michael Scott gets... purposely left a price tag on the <laughs> Right. So people right. would notice it. <laughs> right. And it's just like that kind of mentality thinking like, oh, I spent $500 on this guy. Or if I, I spent like $1,000 on this girl, she has to love me because I spent all this money. Like you shouldn't base your affection for anyone on a dollar sign because you're never going to add up. Right. It's never going to be enough. I usually hand make my stuff. Like I'm making everybody's scarves this year. That's Yay. awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I just like, because I was unemployed for like a month. I'm like, I'm going to knit because I'm bored and I can't always watch, you know, Netflix all day. I mean, I will, but like at least <laughs> to be constructive while yeah. I'm watching something. So. Yeah. A lot of gifts don't have to cost anything. Like for my birthday, Trin sunk no money, but a lot of time, a lot of time. <laughs> into writing me a fanfic. <laughs> of what? Uh, so- she, she paired me. Do you want to say it? I paired Jen with the Chicago Blackhawks and Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a very romantic. It's public. We'll link to it. Oh my we God. should. Uh, we'll, I'll make sure you guys read it after this. It's okay. hilarious, excellent, and amazing. And I've read it a million times. Oh and man, it was so it's funny. so well done. I wrote Thanks. fan fiction for us too for the for the podcast. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Friend fiction. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yes, it was one was for a Halloween episode, which I don't want. I don't think we ever actually referenced that, but it was a. Um, it was low key a continuation from a previous episode we did. It was a, a radio play, but it was literally fan fiction to the two of us. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. 
<laughs> and then I had a continuation of it for the Halloween episode. <laughs> so if anybody had listened to the Halloween episode, that's what that was about. So and yeah. more people need to write freaky friend fiction about each other. I love fan fiction. It has so many it's levels. It's so funny. It's so great. It shows uh, how well you know a person mm-hmm. and like how much you <laughs> care about them. And man, I uh, had like three different people edit Jen's fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it went through an editing process. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's long too. It's oh like my my, my th- I have three friends who are professional writers, and I gave it to them, and oh, they were beautiful. They were like, uh, "You describe her flowing red hair, but I think that if you refer to her thousand red curls, it'll do uh, give you a better image." Really. Just, I mean, the amount of love and detail in this in this story that Trin wrote is incredible. Like, oh, it just shows you, like, oh my god, Trin knows me so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Aww. So. so it only cost her like two weeks of her time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, which I think time versus money is so much more valuable. Oh, I think so too. Energy, time. Yeah. And like, I mean, you can, anybody, any schmo can just go to the store and pick up something. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't make up time. Time Tr- is precious. You can't go buy a, a fanfic about me. No. Yet. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> I thought in stores, com- 2017. <laughs> I actually thought about commissioning it, and I was like, you know what? Somebody else could get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like the preface. It's like it had in to a be world. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh man, I can't wait to see- read the trend. Um, trend and trend uh, comic book that's coming. In the comic book series is coming out. Don't even. <laughs> don't even get me started. Oh wait, there's a comic book. No, I, don't know. I-, I literally just made that up just now. I wish. But it's coming out 2017. I'm just putting a date on it. We got so. some work to do. <laughs> we need Somebody, to. if you were listening, please. <laughs> we'll let you know where you can reach out to us. <laughs> oh, man. So... We are going to try this again. Hopefully it does well as it did last time. But this is a section we like to call Open Mic. For new, for listeners who hadn't heard it the last time, Open Mic is a section where we decide to do debates. Two-minute installments where we ask our guest a certain topic about the conversation we previously had. And uh, yeah, we're going to have three conversation topics. And in two minutes, we're going to debate and try to prove me wrong which uh let's be real <laughs> going to but um yeah it's fun james and keeping the timer at two minutes make sure we are accountable and uh yeah the first question is let's say james and trend and trend oh, <laughs> so you against two okay when is it a time to break up with a friend two Ooh. minutes starts now. Wait, so am I going? Yeah. Uh, I think that it is only time to break up for a friend when you truly believe that it is. I think that it is a subjective thing. Everybody gets to choose uh, what's forgivable and what's not forgivable. Uh, and I think that, that applies uh, pretty universally. Uh, I, I think that people um, get to decide 
what is a good friend too and like what is a worthwhile way to spend their time and energy uh, and what is a reciprocative reciprocative friendship Uh, and I also feel like it takes a long time to decide what you feel you are worthy of as well Um, so I think people put up with bad friendships for a long time and it's not their fault Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, and I don't think it's ever a good idea to pressure somebody to break up with a friend yeah I personally think that like the friendship breakup has to happen when it's like a consistent like erring in their ways um where it's like almost like okay this person has screwed me over like for the third time and it's like a consistent almost like behavioral trait and i feel like when i dread seeing their name pop up in my calendar as like (laughs) drinks with such and such and you're not even looking forward to them like all right i gotta cut this off i think it is always up to the person to decide when it's time to break up with a friend how how much time do we have left got 30 seconds okay okay um the only time i would give a hard you have to break up with this friend right now is if they were uh unsafe other than that i don't feel comfortable telling someone when they should break up with their friend hmm Unless the situation is unsafe. Okay. <laughs> valid. That's valid. So the next question is for me versus Jen and Jen. Sorry, we use you guys again. That's cool. Hey. <laughs> All right. IRL versus Digital Haynes. Two minutes on the clock starts now. Okay. So for me, um, I had a love-hate relationship with both in real life Haynes and Digital Haynes. I... It depends on the, my brain set, but I will love just doing digital hands more than in real life almost always just because I like to be at home and I want to go outside and spend a bunch of money just to hang out with a friend that I could just do the same thing at home. And I can't always bring people to my house. So um, just hanging out on Twitter or hanging out on um, I am or whatever, or just texting with somebody, it's so much more relaxing and so much more enjoyable as opposed to having hit it in real life if you're in a coffee shop or god forbid a bar you can't hear anything you're not really enjoying that person you're just you know basically being outside so yeah that's kind of how i feel about pains with friends i'm super into internet friendships because they're like the introverts lifesaver you can uh check in and check out of an internet friendship and it's not weird to do that like Mm -hmm. it's not there's no stigma about not or there shouldn't be anyway about not answering someone's tweet right away but if you are feeling good and like ready to socialize twitter is there so i love it for that definitely Um, If we're going the internet friendships versus real life friendships uh, route, I think a lot of people disagree uh, about what a real friendship is, like if it's digital or if it's real life. Um, And my view is that both are valid and both are real, but they are still different. Uh, And then knowing somebody just in real life is still not the complete person. If you have never looked at your friend's Twitter feed, you might not know how horrible they are. Dude, that is so so fucking true. It's like Facebook brings out the worst in people. Exactly. Yeah, I've blocked out a lot of friends from high school yeah and a lot of friends from high school was like oh oh you think that way about my body cool good to know good to know thanks for that and if you know somebody uh uh, in in digital and not in real life um you don't know like how they smell (laughs) that's also super true and valid valid ending valid all right saving the most important point for the end You guys to ever tell me if I smell bad because I don't oh, have yes. a, I don't have a very strong sense of smell at all. Like I can barely oh, yeah, smell. Oh, yeah. So if I ever I'll smell bad, you'd be you. like, let you know for sure. Yes, yeah, same. Turn, Please, <laughs> same. All right, last one, guys. Um, it's gonna be me and James versus Jen and Trin. All right, 
Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Office friendships, good or bad? Two minutes starts. Who starts? Uh, you guys. Next. Guess. So I think that office friendships can be bad if you do not take into consideration uh, power differentials. So if you're trying to be friends with somebody who's uh, above you in the corporate ladder, that can be hard. Uh, and if you are trying to be friends with somebody who's under um, your employee, you have to understand that there's only a certain amount of no that they can give you and feel comfortable. Um, so it's I think it's situational, um, but uh, it, it is often great to have a compatriot who can back you up and make you feel more comfortable. Um, but uh, it's something to absolutely be wary of, just like having romantic relationships in the office, I think. I would go into office friendship with a little bit of caution and guardedness, and that sounds bad, but it's really not. It's actually good for everyone involved because no one is completely themselves when they're at work. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't be the same person out in the office as you would be, you know, at a bar on a Saturday night. It's just not how people operate. If you are that person, that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, but, you know, some people don't want to make close friends at work because they're focused on work and they know they can't do both. Right. So give people extra space and time in the workplace because they might not be able to balance friendship and working very easily. Yeah, I've only had maybe one or two friends in the in the workplace and I think it's because we were servers and it was just a different environment just because we were constantly interacting but also right after work we went to the bar. So there was there was so it was no real line of work versus outside work kind of relationship so it was uh, and some of my closest friends in that work field are from that time when I was a server but still like in my office jobs I'm not myself I'm at my desk I'm work mode so I can't like yeah let's go to lunch maybe but I usually eat my lunch at my desk so or if I go to lunch I could go with my friend and meet up for lunch so it's yeah office relationships I don't know how about you I have five seconds so I'm just gonna say (laughs) that The only way I just kind of look at it as is if the only thing that we can talk about is work and how miserable it is, then that means it's not a real friendship. You're just compadres in... Speak on that. (laughs) Compadres in miserableness. Speak on that. Hey, you know what time it is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's open call time. So, Jen, what is your open call this week? My open call is to Jessica Jones, the new TV series on Netflix. Uh, I've saw so many gifts on BuzzFeed about it, and it's just like, I'm not finished with Gossip Girl yet. <laughs> should, should I explain a, just a little bit? Okay, please. So, I don't recommend it to everybody because it is very grim and very dark, and it's based on a comic book that was meant to be the first comic book for adults, and the TV show absolutely is like that. And I'm not saying it's not for, it's definitely not for kids, but it's not even for all of adults. So, only going to the show after you've read all the trigger warnings for it so you know what you're in for but if you if you feel comfortable watching it it's really enjoyable because it's basically uh the the comic book show that women have always deserved it finally exists very nice what about you trent uh my open call is for leggings as pants (laughs) dude it is unappreciated it is underappreciated um i i uh I remember seeing leggings as pants for the first time 
<laughs> it's and getting like, like hazy in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Columbia College at a Panera, and I, and I said That's to myself, so real. "How could all these eighteen-year-old girls get away with not wearing pants in public?" And I was, I was just like ashamed on their behalf. And now, with years later, you know they're wearing Uggs too. Oh yeah, they're definitely wearing Uggs for sure. <laughs> Uh, but like I, I don't know. I, I did. I tried it one day because I was just like, let's 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 do this thing. And uh, it feels like I'm not wearing pants. And I and I don't care what other people think about what's going on down here. Does it feel I like just, you're wearing nothing at all? Nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at, at all. all. <laughs> but you're still warm. Oh, it's I'm sorry. I don't mean to jump in your open call. No. I just I just love leggings. Jen, we're both wearing leggings. Yeah, we are doing it right now. Yeah. Oh, that's so valid. So what about you, James? What's your open call this week? Oh my week? god. <laughs> I'm so excited. I saw The Hunger Games for the first time, like, super late. <laughs> like four years late. Yeah. I love it, though. I know. I know. <laughs> Shout out to ABC Family, a.k.a. <laughs> Freeform, starting <laughs> January 1st. So... <laughs> So, the so name I is so weak. I'm sorry. It is so weak. So I hung out with my best friend um, for the holiday um, weekend, and whenever we hang out, we just always like either like eat pizza or play video games. And right when we were about to play video games, she was like flipping through the channels, and she was like, "Oh, Hunger Games is on." And I'm like, "I don't want to watch this garbage." But she was like, "No, just give it a shot." And I'm like, "Okay." And then all of a sudden, I saw like fire coming from people's backs and i'm like oh my god why is this happening and i just got really into it and like by the end i was like crying and i was just really upset and i'm like already rented it on um itunes to watch when i get back so what about you Cher? oh man i kind of already dropped mine low-key um beginning of the open call but mine is gossip girl i um watched the entire series live so um from the beginning like like not even a joke i watched it when it had when itunes had a free premiere back in 07 and i watched it a week early yeah oh hell yeah because i low-key read the books so did i (laughs) oh you're the only person i've ever met that's read the books books are excellent they're 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 just like beautiful trash they're so trashy (laughs) and i I didn't even have a kindle version i had it straight up like from the library from barnes i added from like the ya section of the at the library Oh yep. man, the books are excellent. They're so beautifully bad. Oh, yeah, they're like uh, just and I I, I loved the Rufus in that because he was like a fat weird poet. <laughs> oh, that's right. And like now he's like like been oh, like, the, the, the TV series he's like this like cool nineties rocker. Yeah. I'm like okay. Yeah, they took the like loner stereotype of a weirdo in the book and turned him into basically a sex god in the TV. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. anybody can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go crazy. We did it, Shay. We did it. I didn't think we were going to do that, but we did it. <laughs> we did it. Episode 30. Jet oh is a motherfucker, but we did it. <laughs> yeah, we we have hit that mark. 3-0. Teed up. We've done it. Episode 30. Yeah, and since we have no idea what happens at 30... It's, a, it's like a black abyss. I have no yeah. idea. I'm terrified. Ooh, we got actually. an expert 30. in the room. We have a 30 expert. Hey, Here. I'm Trent and with- I'm 30. <laughs> Tell us your wisdom. That's how she, that's how she introduces herself. <laughs> I'm, I'm 30. I'm, I'm like 30 and I love it. I 30, actually- and 30, and, was it 30 and flirty and flirty and flirty. I watch way too many Rob Cubs, but... <laughs> 
Um, it's it's been awesome because I think that a lot of people tell you to like dread your thirties and like you know like things go downhill thirties. It's it's so stupid. Um, it gave me a really good opportunity to um, assess where I see myself like down the line and really make some positive steps to become the person that I view myself at like seventy. You know, uh, and I uh, and I really hope that people stop dreading thirty. It's been pretty great. I'm wearing leggings as pants, guys. <laughs> You're 30, your flirty, and thriving, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, if our 30s are anything like episode 30, we doing it. We teed up. So we want to give another shout out to Chicago Podcast Co-op for hooking up our sponsorships mm-hmm. and letting us be a part of their network and keeping this flagship running. Yes. And um, <laughs> we had to give a special CPC shout out to MBSing host Mary Beth Smith cuts the BS out of the conversation by discussing a topic her guest unabashedly loves, thus discovering why people love what we do and how that passion affects us. That is MBSing here at the CPC. <laughs> and we'd like to give another special thanks to the lovely people across from us, mm-hmm. Jen and Trina Friendship. Just a round of applause. Oh, Friendship. Oh, thank you. We're going to give you a round of applause. Yeah, right back. <laughs> Everyone's clapping. Yes. Everybody get love. <laughs> Thank you again for being a part. Thanks for having us. Um, another special thanks to Cards Against Humanity for letting us use their space thanks, so we don't cards. have to hide underneath a scarf anymore nope. and talk into iPhone headphones. We upgrade. That's great. Um, <laughs> um, this week's script has been written by Cher and myself, mm-hmm. and the music has been provided by U plus one F60C. So, as we say every week, until next time, keep things open ended. Like a, like a part of me just wants to Flame do like the, um, the what's that the Law and Order gavel. Doom doom. Yes. Yeah, like just that's like, great. I, uh, okay, I'll do that. Let's do that. Oh, no. Decided. Doom doom. Yes, let's do that. That's also fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, open mic. Oh my god. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's actually pretty amazing. Yeah. A sleazy radio host. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Open Ended Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? In three, two, one.